Oftentimes, society wants us to check a box. I'm a mom. I have a career. I'm an entrepreneur. They tell us to niche down. But what happens when you want to have it all? Welcome to the Multifaceted AF Podcast. My name is Kay, and my mission is to help men and women everywhere own all of the pieces of who they are in every way. We're going to be joined by guests and friends that show us what celebration of taking up space in all places really looks like. Now let's dive in. Meet Dutch Rebel, born Vonda Bernardo on the island of Haiti to a Haitian mother and a Haitian Dominican father. She emerged as a self-realized artist captivating the world with her unique blend of introspective, punchlined lyrics and heart-pounding production. Dutch's journey as a recording artist has been nothing short of extraordinary, exploding onto the national scene with electrifying performances at prestigious events like South by Southwest and the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival, setting the stage for her rise to stardom. She has continued to impress with features on MTV Rap Fix Live, in the Boston Globe, gracing the cover of the Improper Bostonian, as well as her induction as a voting member of the Recording Academy in recognition of her outstanding contributions to the music industry. Beyond her incredible music career, Vonda has exhibited remarkable leadership in a wide range of professional fields. Her impressive resume encompasses music and entertainment, nonprofit administration, sales management, and even a license as a life insurance agent. She embodies the essence of a true multifaceted woman. Vonda earned her bachelor's degree in communications and journalism with a minor in theater from Pennsylvania State University. This diverse academic foundation has undoubtedly contributed to her success. Vonda's dedication to philanthropy has resulted in funding for education in Haiti and music programs in Massachusetts. Her community involvement has been recognized with accolades such as Boston Magazine's Boston's Best. Recently, Vonda has joined forces with the Retailers Association of Massachusetts as a business development manager where she focuses on assisting small business owners and their trusted advisors with cost-saving benefits and legislative efforts to enhance the business climate for the association members and other retailers across the Commonwealth. Dutch is a beacon of inspiration, seamlessly blending the worlds of music, business, and philanthropy. Her multifaceted professional journey and unwavering commitment to her community paint a portrait of a remarkable artist and advocate continually making waves and leaving an indelible mark on every industry that she touches. So today we're here with Dutch. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. So I'd like you to introduce yourself to the listeners. Okay. My name is Dutch Rebel. Um, Some know me as V, some know me as Vonda. Um, But yeah, Dutch Rebel. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Okay. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, oof, I wear a lot of hats. Um, most people know me as a recording artist. Um, I, I like to say creative because who knows what I'm gonna fall into once I once I step in. Um, I'm a songwriter, vocal worker, I guess, uh, a vocal artist. Um, I do vocals for like dance companies, things like that as well. Um, you know, I like to 
I, I cook for those who quietly know my food page, you know, uh, um, I, I love food, um, you know, family, Haitian girl, Caribbean girl. So I feel like I have my hands in a lot of things, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I'm just, you know, I try to just be of service where I can be. That's what I tell people. But yeah. Well, I know Dutch, a.k.a. B, a.k.a. Vonda, from school. We grew up together. No time. Um, middle school, because I went yeah. to Lover, you went to Tucker. Yep. So we didn't meet until middle school. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I remember meeting you at the, the interconnection happened at like the fifth grade dance when they brought all the, all the elementary schools together. Mm-hmm. So that was that. And then we went to middle school, middle school. Yeah. Here. School. <laughs> Crazy. Middle school, high school. So that's a long time ago. Yeah, there was. We don't years. have to talk that's about that. <laughs> And I've all so I've known you for for a long time. Yeah. And I think for me, it's been very interesting to see the path that you chose. Mm-hmm. So I chose. I don't know know if it's a more traditional path, but I went mm-hmm. to college and tried to figure out schooling and a profession mm-hmm. um, more on the corporate side of things. Right. I was in the hospital space for a while, and now I'm in corporate. Um, but you were a creative. Mm-hmm. And I think that secretly, like deep down inside, I applauded that because I think that there's a certain level of bravery that comes with choosing to go after those creative pursuits. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I consider myself to be like an undercover, like closeted creative. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but I'm creative. Like it's a secret creativity that not a lot of people see or you see it in different ways. You see it in kind of the business ventures <laughs> and things like that. Um, but I think that the idea of committing to that create that creativity and um, kind of going after it has always been something that I've applauded you Thank for. Thank you. So talk to me about what that decision-making process would be like for you. Oh, man. Um, I appreciate that because it's funny because, you know, it's always, that's how it works, right? The, the other side, looking at the other side, like, oh, my God, look at my corporate bae. Look at my <laughs> boss chick. Like, she's just, I, was, I love that. So um, it's nice to see where we've come of course in that way um but yeah i mean i I went so i went to penn state okay so you know i was i I was following the i I know what you mean traditional route the traditional caribbean route (laughs) you're going to all the school as many schools as you can you're going um for as long as you can you're going so i was all about it um and then um you know i just tell i usually just tell people like between my sophomore junior year like a lot of life things happen you know what i mean like one of my best friends like she got shot like um you know i had a, a older like i would say a mentor a, a figure woman um she passed away it was one of my cousin's girlfriends so she passed um i got into a really bad car accident broke up with a long-term boyfriend as you probably know um so i was just like in a i don't even care about nothing anymore space and i'm sure people understand that um and at the same time though i was on the dean's list doing great in yeah. school you know what i mean like to, and and my friends would just say like how do you do that you know what i mean so um once i once all those things kind of came into accumulation and it was just like i'm just gonna do what i want because i don't feel like i'm doing i, I started my locks like i was just like i don't feel like i'm actually here i call it like the, the speed lane like Absolutely. i'm going and i'm running and i'm running but i didn't really feel like grounded in myself like check do the yes good you got an a on this you got an a on that you're just checking the boxes so um that same week that I got into that like car accident, um, I walked into a friend's house and they had a studio set up. And I was just like, what do you, what is this? 
And they were like, yeah, you know, somebody gave us whatever. So I went in and everybody's, you know, doing what we do. And, and I started like freestyling. Everybody's rapping. So I went and like my eyes are closed and I'm just kind of in my bag. And then when I opened my eyes, everyone was looking at me like, what the hell was that, bro? Like, and, and um, so that turned into they recorded it, they kept it and they kind of circulated around campus. I went to Penn State. Okay. So um, from there, people were just like, nah, dude, this is not like, OK, this is really good. Yeah. Like, this is actually very good. So once that kind of snowballed i was just like i'll just give it a shot so as far as me making like that decision it was really kind of just little experiments i was just like all right like if you guys want to invite me to the studio i'll go um when i came back home i said i graduated shout out to psu and i was just like you know what i'll give it a year and if there's no if nothing happens it doesn't look like it's worth it then i'll go and you know go to grad school and within like a couple months, I was at House of Blues. I was at Hard Rock Cafe. I was doing almost every college out here. And I had nothing. I didn't even have anything recorded because I didn't have that yet. I was like, you have to play the beat and then I rap for you. That's the only way you can hear anything. So um, I was doing that. And, and yeah, so it wasn't, you know, I, I got a lot of kickback from my parents. They're like, you know what? I sent you to college. And, you know, like you want to be hip hop and, and all that stuff. Like, so <laughs> it was um, it was a transition. But I always say like, but of course, in true Caribbean fashion, as soon as like their co-workers are like, is this your daughter? Is this your daughter in the newspaper? Is this your and now she knows all my raps. And, you know, so it was it was it was a uh, it was a uh, it took a little it took like maybe like a year or two for my parents to kind of understand that it's not uh, a phase, as my father thought, with my hair, with yeah. my music. Yeah. But it was just like, no, like. I really want to see how this goes and um, people responded and they embraced it. So um, I always tell people, I'm like, I didn't really want to be an artist. They started paying me for it. That's amazing. <laughs> you feel me? So feel like yeah. that's not the typical story. It's usually the other way yeah. around where you're a starving artist and yeah. something that you're super passionate about and yeah. the money is not there. So I think that that's a blessing. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely a blessing. And and, and I always say like to, to the, you know, to the, to the hungry creatives, um, I'm always going to create. So and not to say that it's about the money. Of course not. I could care less. Like, but um, I'm always going to create whether I do it professionally is that's the the choice that I feel like I made. But um, when you when you love something, you're going to do it all the time. You can't even help it. Like, I feel like, you know, if in high school, like elementary school, like there were, if there was a talent show or a, something, I was probably in it doing something or even maybe helping put it together. You know what I mean? But like um, as far as like at that point, I, I really contribute just going through the darkest things in my life and just realizing that like if it doesn't make sense to you what is really the point honestly like if it's not doing something for your spirit I would say sizzling your spirit like the the comedian um but like if it's not doing that then do you really have a good reason to keep doing it so that that it was really like a chance I feel like I took on myself to break out of the traditional route and I guess it's working out for me so no that's very brave because I feel like exactly what she spoke to like if it isn't like moving you inside like your heart and soul does it really make sense and i think yeah. a lot of us get wrapped up in the what it's supposed to look like right and this is what mm -hmm. i'm supposed to do i know that for me same thing with going to school undergrad i know i, I got there and i realized very quickly i was like i don't want to do this this is not what i want. yeah and i remember going home and telling my dad it was um like thanksgiving break mm -hmm. freshman year mm -hmm. like this isn't what i want to do and he was like, well, if not this, then what? And I was yeah. like, well, I don't know. So it was like, okay, we'll go back to school until yeah, you figure it out. Until you figure it out. <laughs> and then it just, it became, I just, I ended up getting all the way through. Yeah. But that idea of if it's not really moving you, taking stock of like, okay, so what will move me? What are right. the things that I'm passionate about? Right. 
and finding that. And I think that there's bravery in saying, like, I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to gamble. Giving yourself that time, like, a year. I'm going to see. Yeah. But even that, that's a gamble. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely am. It sure was. For taking that, taking that chance. I had a lot. It was a lot of um, thank you. I, it was definitely a lot of family, family, friends. I had a lot to say. And, you know, like, why would you do that? And like, you're going to go to school to do this. And then, you know, and, and my comeback was always, well, I went to school for journalism. So that's what I'm doing. I'm writing, um, you know, got my little kickback back. But um, but no, it, it was definitely um, I feel like even adults don't realize how many things they've never tried to do just because they wanted to because of what someone else might have thought absolutely and um that that at that time like I said I feel like I felt like I found myself in that space of just like feeling all sad and Mm -hmm. and like what's going on because I strayed away from the things that made me happy you know what I mean like I, I had to think like when everything was great when everything was fine what was I doing it's like yeah I was watching movies and stuff and I'm picking and like I don't feel like I watch movies like everybody else I feel like I'm looking at same everything you're a branding person so you know like yeah like the angle though i love that that's what they chose i love that that's the window they chose like so we're breaking our i think inspiration comes a lot from it's not we're not just watching we're market research (laughs) um so all those things like i felt like i wasn't doing them anymore you know i have a big family so all my cousins used to be at the house you're in college i lived in an apartment i didn't have a dorm i was in an apartment um and it was just like, damn, like, I'm just going to school, coming home, going to grocery store. Like, I'm living this, like, adult life I'm in my freshman pilot. year of college. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the phrase, autopilot. Mm-hmm. I was just on autopilot. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't, I was just like, when did I last feel inside of my spirit? Mm-hmm. And it was when, you know, running around with, the, with, with all the girls we know and, like, mm-hmm. you know, the besties and the cousins and just, like, enjoying our moment. I, I feel like, mm-hmm. well, we kind of talked about this before we started, but being present in your moment. I wasn't present in my moment anymore. Absolutely. And I, and I saw the danger in that absolutely it's good that you could see that call it out and make that change because i know that sometimes you can't like sometimes mm-hmm. i know that for me i'm in a season right now where i feel like autopilot is how i refer to it People yeah like, oh how was your week i can't believe the week's over already yeah time is flying by things got to get done and you got to do the thing yeah um but being aware of it and that willingness mm-hmm. to be like i'm gonna stop the ride i'm gonna get off yeah and do some introspection Think about mm-hmm. like what it is that I need, what it is that I want to be, how I want to show up, mm-hmm. and adjust accordingly. So I definitely applaud you for that because sometimes that's not easy. It's not. It's not. I'm thinking. I mean, I, even as you're saying it, I'm thinking about one of the things I love about you is like, I feel like you lead the, you, you try to lead the wave with the things that we need as the type of women we are. And like, I see you getting up in the morning and you got your journal, and I'm like, I don't even know what time it is that she's doing this and how is if she, I don't know, she. She went there directly, just like when you fit it, just being able to fit anything that's good for you. I think any woman is like, oh, my God. But like just the consistency. And, and I know that you probably don't do it like as much as you'd want. But it, it means something to me when I see it. It really does. So I appreciate that. I love it. But it's a lot. It's a lot. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. At all. But it is it is necessary. Definitely necessary. Um. So you talked about some of the different sides of who you are so mm-hmm. what does being multifaceted mean to you because when I think about multifaceted um I definitely like that is the word that comes yeah. when I think about all the things that you have going on thank you. so talk to me about in your mind what does it mean to be multifaceted um, what does that look like for you so to me and, and it's funny because I used it in a lot of my resume lines so but um multifaceted is really just the ability to not be boxed in to not allow yourself to be boxed and limited. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, because I think that everybody is has a certain level of multifacetedness to them, mm -hmm. if that's a word. Um, I think that a lot of people have a lot of hidden talents, hidden gems, hidden interests that they don't they've never worked on. You know, you got to pour into that. Absolutely. So um, I think that someone who's multifaceted, they've had some blessings in their life that have guided them to know that it's important to try it all. Absolutely. If something calls to your spirit to try it, because I feel like the whole like, um, you know, jack of all trades, master of none thing. Like people forget the other half of that sentence. Um, and it's like, yo, like that's how you end up feeling like you're on autopilot because you're doing all these things and you're just, you know, half, 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 half this. But when you're actually multifaceted, I think that you've kind of done the work and it's kind of been, you know, you kind of put a little structure in all those things you do. Um, Cause I feel like there's a difference of someone saying you got a lot going on and someone being like, oh, you're so multifaceted. And it's like, I think that there's a level of respect for yourself as well as respect for others. Like where I say, um, you know, like I, I, I think that I understand branding and marketing and things like that. And that's what I went to school for, but that's what you do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so understanding like the levels and, 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 and knowing how you can still be very skillful. I have a lot of skill sets mm -hmm. that I have in that department, but when you really put the work in on your profession, you know where you fall Absolutely. compared to certain things. So, so to me, like it's, it's really like, um, Allowing yourself the grace to pour into all of those, but at a standard that's actually like you're executing these I things. You know what I mean? You're actually executing them. Not just like I have a lot of thoughts and I have a lot of ideas. It's like, I think that's, um, you know, like that's whimsical. That's creative. That's you have a lot of ideas. Like, but like, yeah, it's like I always say it's like Phantom Gourmet. Like, it's like if I see it on the door, I know it's official. Yeah. I know what's going on here. Stamped. It's stamped. Absolutely. Multifacetedness has a certain level mm -hmm. of stamped to it where it's like people people know they can come up to you for all these things mm -hmm. you provide. And that's why I would say, like, why be a plug when you could be an outlet? Absolutely. Like, you know, I, I'm not, you could plug into me, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I have a lot of output to give. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So no, I love that. Yeah. I love that kind of differentiation between you have a lot going on and you've kind of stamped yourself that yeah. level of approval yeah. in terms of the fact that, like, I've poured into these things. And yeah. There's a lot going on. It's established things that I have. Yeah. Like, like that girl that's doing the research and she's taking that webinar and it's not even anything that she's doing right now to bring her money, but she, it's on her calendar to watch this YouTube about this thing I might need. Like, to me, those are things of, of people who, it's like, but you're sitting there getting your feet done. And then it's like, you're over here looking, learning about taxes. It's like, that's, that's, that's dope to me. That's so fire to me. And those are usually the people that I, I'm attracted to because Absolutely. I, it's like, what can you teach me? Teach me some things. Be cool. Be cool out loud. Absolutely. Claim that. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Um, so, okay, so you are a creative. That is one mm -hmm. part of what you do. Talk to me about the other parts in terms of your career. I know that you have new career mm -hmm. kind of um, progression happening. So talk mm -hmm. to me about a little bit about that. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I have I have a very wide background of, of industries and jobs and things like that. Um, you know, I've, I've done retail. I worked at electric companies. I've worked in education. I've worked in, name it, honestly. Um, name it health works with the gyms whatever um but the one of the last uh things that i've been blessed to, to fall into is i started working with a retailer association called retail association of massachusetts and um i always tell people like it's the best thing that could have happened to that other half of my life because it's the creative side that made me qualified for it okay literally mm -hmm. like i've never had a position where 
even the I, I thought we were like the struggles I went through actually qualified me for this. The setbacks I went through qualified me for this. The knowing how to um, get over opposition, get over like you know, use your rapport to get back into the game and obstacles and I mean, it's sales, it's marketing, it's 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 all those different type of things. But um, but with that company, um, you know, I've seen a lot of the good that people have done and having the time to actually be pushed to go see who is changing the climate and changing the environment for economy, for just like a community, for uh, um, social change, advocacy, things like that. Like, I never thought that I would be sitting with people and they're like, yes, you're Dutch rebel. You're an artist. You're a rapper. You're Caribbean. You're, you're a big personality. You are so perfect for this mm -hmm. position. And all I'm doing is helping my friends. <laughs> so um, what we do is, uh, you know, RAM, as we call it, we provide... Um, Basically discounted services, business support, I would say, business support mm -hmm. for um, different scales of companies, large, small, um, and we help them save co um, cost on like their employee benefits, healthcare, dental, things like that, um, as well as like payroll, credit card processing, which is, of course, amazing. Like one of the things we did last week was um, drop off in a wellness incentive checks. So basically, if you have a policy healthcare, um, we'll give you 1% back on your premium. You know what I mean? Things like that. So I'm, I just get to introduce myself and drop off this $4,000 like, hey, good job. Everybody's healthy. Good job. So things like that are, are, are amazing to do because you're seeing the everyday person. But um, as, as awesome as that is, my favorite part is actually that they have legislators and they advocate on behalf of the members. So... You know, we just pulled in, um, shout out to Low Key Dispensary, you know what I mean? Jeff, of course. Um, you know, um, my boy Kenny, um, back on Road LLC, he has a trucking business where he helps um, people who have records get their CDL, start their own businesses. And, you know, the fact that I even told this company, like, listen, I'm looking to help all my friends first. <laughs> I was like, hey, because there's the network, the, the, you know what I mean? The inclusion and, and me being an artist and them knowing this isn't like Vonda speaking for those who yeah, but, um, but Dutch, like Dutch cares about the community. She cares about the people who are making money in the city, who are calling shots and actually leaving something behind for the next generation. So like to know that I'm coming at you now, like not just like, yeah, I could perform or I can tell people, no, it's like, listen, I can actually save you some money. And if there's anything going on, let me know because I'm going to send the lawyer homies and they're going to go handle that. And then, and, and I feel like that's always what I've been doing. You know what I mean? Like I talked to some, and even the other day um, talking about, um, I know you speak a lot about representation, mm -hmm. which I love. Um, on one of my visits, I, I walked into a, oh, I wish I could remember her name because I would love to give her a shout out. But um, I walked into a crumble, which is like the cookie place. Yeah. And um, I was visiting another member and I just walked in because I was like, oh, you know, we have a lot of food people in our in our uh, um, in our network. Shout out to everybody got to eat. Um, but um, I was telling her like, yeah, I came in here, but it smells so good. And, you know, I have a sweet tooth. I'm like, it's bomb in here. I came in to like I had all my information ready to talk. And what's that? That's yeah. a banana pudding cookie. Like and we're just chatting. And then um, I told her like, well, this is my job. This is just kind of. And she was just like, how do you get a job like that? How do you do that? Like, how do I, I've always worked in fast food. I don't know how to, and I'm just like, girl, take my number. I can help you with your resume if you need. Like, and she was just so taken back by that. And, and you know, all that to, to say, like, I didn't, I didn't choose what I was doing. I really just kept, everything I do is just trying to keep on to the things that make me feel good, that makes sense to me, that, that sizzle in my spirit, as I said. So again, to, to have opportunities like that, that now I can, 
transfer into all the other things I do. For people who don't know, I'm a life I'm a licensed life insurance agent. Um, I'm a certified body contourist, body sculptor. Um, you know what I mean? I work with the nonprofit, correcto, we help kids. So it's like I didn't even realize that all those things I was putting together, there, yeah. It's kind of what I was doing. So when they they told me and they're just like, You're perfect for this, and I'm like, if you say so, let's get it. Like, let's get it. But I, but I love it, and I haven't been there too long. But, but like I said, like, um, you know, I worked in transport and cannabis transport at one point this year. You know, I was managing a salon for the past few years. Um, so you know, I moved to a different area and just kind of revamped everything. And and following your gut has definitely been blessing me lately. Absolutely, so. it's alignment. I talk yeah. about being divinely aligned, and those, like you said, those pieces coming together. Yeah. So oftentimes when you're in it, like when you're in the weeds, it doesn't necessarily feel like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But when you get out the other side yeah. and you see that, like you said, some of those pitfalls, some of those challenges, some of those obstacles that you went through make you the exact right candidate mm-hmm. for the position that you're going for, for the opportunity that's being presented to you. So that's that divine alignment, those doors that you were knocking on and you swore you wanted what was behind them, those being closed kind of led you in the direction of where right. to go. Absolutely. So I'm a big believer in that divine alignment and those like the, the synergies, things coming mm-hmm. together um, and working kind of hand in hand to make sure that you end up in the right place at the yeah. time. And that's what it sounds like it is. Yeah. I mean, that's an amazing opportunity to be able to kind of have that outreach in the community mm-hmm. by those resources. Businesses. Absolutely. I feel like I get to think the community for how they've supported me. Like, I honestly feel like I'm like, this is just my gratitude. This is just my appreciation that people should know about your companies. People should know about your businesses. Um, And not to say like, you know, we're demanding our respect necessarily, but the representation matters and the the strength of numbers, as we talked about a little bit earlier, strength of numbers matters. And um, knowing that everyone involved is just trying to help that's what I've tried to carry in all of my businesses and anything I do with anybody I deal with it's just like you don't have to care about people I don't mind that either we come from some shark worlds I'm not worried about that if you're about your money that's fine that's not a problem for me either but it it makes it so much better when you're like that but you do care absolutely absolutely yeah um, so you mentioned a little bit in passing the nonprofit that you're a mm-hmm. of. talk to me about that I think that philanthropy oftentimes is viewed like we hear philanthropy and we hear we think about like endowments and yeah. like stuffy old people like yes. being given to construct the libraries and things yeah. but philanthropy really is just giving back whether it's money it might be time exactly it might be your skills um so i consider myself to be a philanthropist mm-hmm. i did start a nonprofit um a while back just based around things that were i was passionate about right. cuz it wasn't even about a money thing it was mm-hmm. really about getting resources to the places I thought that they needed to be. Right. Um, so talk to me about kind of what your philanthropic journey has yeah. been like in the nonprofit work that you're doing. Um, so my family, so I was born in Haiti. Um, my family has a, we established a school in Tomond, which is my father's hometown. Um, and basically they've been running the school for, since 2005, um, providing education for free so basically the nonprofit is set up that the member donations and we have like uh, quarterly events and parties to generate the money that it would cover their operating costs so books you know the infrastructure of the school which is usually the biggest issue um and obviously the supplies and school lunch which is the second biggest thing because sometimes as you know that's the only thing they ate all day so they the parents also need us to feed them so the parents can you know and 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 you know how that goes so um we have been 
you know, it's my family, my older family, my parents' like organization. It's where they grew up. But now a lot of them are older now. My parents have moved back to Haiti and things like that. Or, well, you know, they're back and forth. But um, with that, there's this now like new responsibility on the younger generation to spread that word. So another reason why I've always been stalking your page, um, you know, there's I hate guilt marketing. And that's some of my beef with certain fundraising and um, philanthropic work. And I think that's the reason why certain people shy away from certain things Mm -hmm. like that. And I've always just really wanted uh, Correcto to have a essence of empowerment and helping. And that's something that I really want to bring into the new branding and the new development of the organization. Like, I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad because exactly what you said, it's not always about money either. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's like, Send me those three notebooks that you found in your basement. You have no idea that I actually need those. Um, you know what I mean? Or, hey, let's set up like a Zoom or a FaceTime or something and just talk to this person for like 20 minutes and just let them ask you questions. And, um, you know, I got to go back to Haiti this year for the first time in maybe like 10, 12 years. Um, and, oh, it was so hard to come back. <laughs> it was so hard to come back because it was just like people out there don't care about a lot of the things that we take as a priority because they don't matter like you built your house on the land it's yours there's no rent there's no none of that there's no mortgage there's none of that you wake up every day to get food and you hope you can do it again tomorrow and it's and it's a simple way of living but it definitely shows you a lot of appreciation so as far as um correcto you know we've we've um we've done a lot as far as like what so they just rebuilt two of the um i think it was like three or four different little mini houses Mm -hmm. they just rebuilt two of them Um, Now that my mom is kind of over there more, um, we've built like gardens. So we've done like garden projects, things like that. Moringa, teaching them how to plant Moringa, watching the development and then using that for like healing purposes, of course. Um, Sometimes we'll do like little market, show them how to like set up like a little clothes market. We'll take donations of clothes and, you know, sell a dollar or two dollars, simple things. Or, of course, to teachers, we just give it to them. Um, And, you know, I'm very passionate about it. Um, I am in that next level where I want to step in a little bit more and just kind of educate myself on the best ways to be as helpful because even now with learning about RAM and certain benefits, granted, we do a lot of things with retailers, but it's like the network of aligning, as you said, alignment, aligning yourself with other people and understanding initiatives is one thing. But, um, you know, I I also love that we kind of talked about keeping social things Mm -hmm. in business as well. Our big thing is throwing parties. So, we don't necessarily want to be, as we say, we're not trying to be party promoters because we could just take that money that you plan and give it directly to them. But creating an environment where people can feel good about being around people and enjoying themselves and, and celebrating the fact that everybody is here together. I think that's something that I really, really want um, a lot of nonprofits around the world to understand, like, do that. Don't feel like you can't show your personality because it's not realistic. Absolutely. These people that we're helping, they're not like Haitian people. I'm sure you know is they're very happy and prideful, and you know what I mean. So that's not it. Doesn't even match really. It's just like if you're gonna help, help, and if you don't want to help, then be be useful, and 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 it's okay, and that's okay, and that's all that matters. So I I, I love um, the work that my family has done, and I take pride in what they've taught me because it's growing up, watch like running downstairs because my mom's like, hey, go get this out the printer for the meeting at seven. I just came home from work, and I watch my parents do this. I watch my parents be the treasurer. I watch my mom be like the creative and helping with the events and teaching the kids how to do the folklore dances mm-hmm. and stuff. So it taught me production. 
taught me meeting meeting minutes. Mm -hmm. I grew up looking at meeting minutes all over my tables Absolutely. and stuff. So I have a lot of appreciation for what it's taught me. No, definitely. I think yeah. that um, that watching your parents is something that I know I grew up very similarly. So I since my mom was a philanthropist mm -hmm. before I knew what philanthropy was, my mom was an entrepreneur long before I knew what entrepreneurship was. But seeing her always giving back, like she was always giving back mm -hmm. in whatever way she could. Um, and again, like you said, like seeing what they've done and like taking it to the next level. Yeah. That's something that's right. very big on a lot of the kind of ventures that she started mm -hmm. as they get older in age. It's like, how do I take that on and help to build the legacy? Because it really is. It's a legacy thing. It, is. it really truly is. These people came here from countries mm -hmm. where they were warm. First and foremost. Oh, let's talk about it. Countries <laughs> where they were warm had amazing fruits growing off the trees. Like, yeah. used nice water, beaches. As you said, representation, people look like them. Exactly. And came to these United States, Boston specifically, yeah. to create a life. For us, for them, for us. for us, it was really for us. For no one else but us. But they were very much passionate about that legacy and achieving whatever in their mind was mm -hmm. that goal, that dream for us. Um, so I think it's only right that we kind of take the, the have like, let them pass the baton and say, yeah, and build on it. Yeah. Um, and give them some relief and knowing that like it's in good hands. But mm -hmm. it's very important to me to take some of those things that mm -hmm. my mother was so passionate about building the foundations that she's laid. And taking it and expanding on it and taking right. it to the next level. So right. I definitely, I get that. Mm -hmm. My family um, tries to almost sponsor like mm -hmm. relatives that are back in Jamaica. Very similar. Right, right, of course. So it's a little bit less. Oh, I like that. I never thought about it. It's and sponsorship. It's really, it's really, even your family, but you exactly. taking responsibility for it. Exactly. Yeah. So there's like, there might be a um, a cousin or something that's mm -hmm. tests for school or needs books or something right. like that. Right. Um, so they had started doing that in a less structured way, but even like bringing yeah. structure to it, that yeah. organization, making sure that we're getting the most from it. Because I know you can give back, but if it's a donation, you should know that it's there's tax benefits for that. Right. Let's give back in this right. way. Absolutely. So I think that's why um, um, the education around the fact yeah. that it is philanthropy. It's not just sending money back home for yeah. Suzy Q or whoever. Yeah. You can, if you structure it correctly, right. there's that mutual benefit. They, Absolutely. That Absolutely. There's definitely a lot. To, uh, there's there's runway for us to do more around education, mm -hmm. around what philanthropy looks like in our community. Right. I would and, love to share that absolutely. more. People need absolutely. some. Dive in. Absolutely. Dive in. Absolutely. Like, don't be shy. There's no stupid questions. Mm -hmm. This is a safe space. Like, absolutely. I would, I would... It's important, and I and I think you and you know I always say you do a great job at keeping the the vision, the voice, the story in it, and that's what a lot of people need help with. No. So it's the truth; they need help with that. So it's, it's it could be expensive to market and brand things, but it is just a little education and some tweaks. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, it really is that that storytelling component. Mm -hmm. Um, and like you said, as a as a creative, as like a writer, that tends to come out in whatever the scenario is. Right. It's not necessarily about the like ask. It's about the story behind it. Right. Because like you said, yeah. once guilt marketing, it's not about I don't need you to feel bad. I want you to understand that this is a great opportunity to change the trajectory right. of someone's life. Mm -hmm. So some of the work that I had done um, with my nonprofit was in STEM. So being mm -hmm. in the science world, um, there's lots of kind of programming and they want to do STEM education for right. And yes, it's easy to do STEM education in my front yard. Like, so mm -hmm. if the locations where the company is based doesn't look like me, 
Right. That's fine mm-hmm. for them. But I'm very passionate about making sure that the little black and brown kids yes. have an opportunity to be exposed to this stuff too. Yes. Fully comfortable. So I was very passionate about that. I definitely took charge on several projects like that uh-huh. for my company. Mm-hmm. Um, but then an opportunity came up where I got to take it even further and we went to Jamaica with it. Oh, wow. My mom was doing, like I said, very much awesome. in her um, kind of philanthropic bag. Mm-hmm. She often goes and does like missions trips mm-hmm. in her country. Mm-hmm. But she had coordinated a missions trip to Jamaica and it like coincided with some work that I was doing for my company mm-hmm. and I pitched it. I was like, listen, that's awesome. There's a college down there, uh-huh. college in Jamaica and, um, and they do, they actually have a science pro, a science track. Okay. So these are little, these are students who are going through this schooling and they're going to be future scientists. So for me, I saw it as an opportunity, not just to bring the STEM education back to Jamaica. Uh-huh. But I pitched it to the company in a way that these are our future employees. Mm-hmm. And these are future customers. Yes. And I know for me, like yeah. I, when I was in high school, when I was in high school, we did an externship where I went to Deloitte. It was Deloitte and Touche at the time. You said when you were in college or yeah. you were in high school? It was like, where the heck was I? It was an, no, my, I was a, it was a, oh, it was outside of school. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cause I'm like, what? <laughs> it was a different program. I missed that day. Was that there that day? School? Okay. <laughs> so it was a um, one day externship at Deloitte and Touche at the time. Okay. Consulting. And nice. I learned everything about consulting mm-hmm. that one day. But that's wow. stuck with me literally to this day. I was to say, wow. Several years later, I still think about that one day and that name recognition definitely holds through. So that's how I pitched it to the company mm-hmm. where I'm like, listen. These are going to be future employees, but it's going to be future customers. So if we can get in front of them and just spark interest, it doesn't have to be a full-fledged indoctrination. Yeah. But spark interest. It was fun activities. It was like we did water purification testing. Nice. Like test the people. I was a woman in natural science. So (laughs) shout out to WINS program. That's the thing. Yeah, that's fire. Showing them those examples. Yeah. Um, And again, like I said, we package it and like it's fun activity. Yeah. But it's a really good opportunity to kind of plant those seeds. So for me, Absolutely. it's about that storytelling and about that making the connection. Um, so I really enjoy those opportunities to kind of spread the word about different things. But mm-hmm. with that ask at the end to kind of help right. bring that awareness. Absolutely. That's amazing. I like I mean, it's it's uh, it's funny because my my communications brain is like that is an amazing pitch because with with magazines and so you have to pitch your articles so i want to know what what they're going to get back yeah investment like yes it's fun to feel good like they want everybody wants a feel-good story but when you're working with organization Mm -hmm. you really do have to flip that strategy switch that why is it's not just i don't just want money what are you getting back for it right sometimes i mean there's the tax write-off right part of it right but if i can tell you i'm going to get you exposure to again perspective Mm -hmm. customers yeah perspective employees um, check more boxes exactly um, get a little bit more traction so I love that yep yep <laughs> okay absolutely love it love it that's yes we need we need so much of that mm-hmm. so much that that just I mean of course Caribbean babies that makes me so happy mm-hmm. that you guys are doing things like that like because that's I mean so when we went to Haiti this past summer um we got, I visited the school and we brought um, bags of popcorn that was like the snack we had man I had like a 18 pound bag and it was like three of us and we were just scooping into little bags and and we had like games and you know played and brought food and all that and it's just like 
even though what we were doing was kind of like a, a social day because they weren't actually even in school. Mm-hmm. They were off, but they came in for like the party. Um, even though it was just for fun, I can already see how happy they would have been to learn something yeah. like something like that, like to know that they could do that. It, it, it's it's it all it is all the difference. And it is representation. And that matters so much on who's showing you something. Very nice. I remember growing up in, in yeah high school, like I was real good for falling asleep on a speaker, boy. Like, I'm sorry. Like, if you're not, that's your job to be interesting. Like, look like me. You already don't look like me. You're talking really weird. You're not connecting with us. You're talking mad slow. Like, you're not, you're just like, well, you're just so excited to be here. We're not because mm-hmm. it's seven, eight in the morning. But just knowing, like, I always remember the certain teachers and the certain, there were maybe one or two speakers that came where it's like, I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life because like, of course, the infamous Mr. Tart, you know what I mean? Shout out to Mr. Tart forever. But like, yeah, like just having someone who sees you where you are, recognizing where you are, because even that mission, granted, it was it wasn't like you went and built a whole technical institute for some people feel like that's what matters. And that's not what matters. It's that little, little I will remember for the rest of my life, the day that these people came and they showed us how to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And that as, you know, we were kids, we know that's what that's what stays with us forever. It doesn't you can give me a whole PowerPoint presentation. I fell asleep ten minutes ago. It doesn't matter. No, it's very real. And I think that, that that representation component, because colleagues that don't look like me could have gone. Absolutely. Yeah. But the fact that it's somebody that looks like you, and yeah. I am very big on pulling together career panels and we all we all mm. we look like you. Yeah. We have locks, they like they, we look like you. We have yeah, in the same places. I have the same accents. Might speak the same exactly as you. Um, and I think that there's something powerful in that. Absolutely. I can talk to you and I can tell you to go do this or go do that. But I think showing somebody that mm-hmm. that's where the representation yeah. comes in. Showing somebody that I look like you might have come from similar background, may have gone through similar things. Mm-hmm. I think that that's part yeah. of it. Where in terms of like I didn't take a the the traditional route right. or. I struggled with this and I struggled with that when I was able to come out on the other side and I was able to be successful. And I'm talking to you right now so that you know that what you're going through, you can make it through, make it to the other side and you can still be successful. Yeah. Um, So I think that those types of conversations are the ones that are going to stick with younger. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's important. Those Mm -hmm. conversations are important. Crucial. Crucial. Like, I, I never turn down speaking engagements mm-hmm. with any youth ever. And everyone knows that. Like, I'm not, I don't care. If you have a budget, that's nice. But I'm probably coming anyway. Absolutely. So just give me some pizza. It would be all right. Like, but I, I, I never. And they teach us more than we think anyway. They're teaching us. We're not even, like, you know, they're teaching it's us true. anyway. They're the, they're the cool ones. So, no, it's true. you know. Um. So, talk a little bit about philanthropy. Talk mm-hmm. to me about the entrepreneurship so like your the business the businesses that you have yes and um so let me see so i will say um one of the not newer additions but one of my more important newer additions um is being a licensed life insurance agent so i am with um world financial group and basically what we're trying to what we do is um i tell people i'm like we're just trying to educate I'm not really, I don't work for an exclusive, any one person. So I'm not sitting here like, you need to get this, you know, no. People don't understand the investment portfolios and the investment options that there are when you're dealing with an estate. Like, so my my big thing with people now is like, have you created your estate yet? And if you say, what does that mean? We should talk. Because um, 
too many people when there's something wrong with you or when they're older or like when you're trying to buy a house and the people are asking about assets and they're asking about all these things. Um, we don't even think about them. But if people knew how beneficial it was to know about this young, mm -hmm. they would never let so much time go by without mm -hmm. knowing. You know what I mean? Like about the living benefits of, of it. And I don't even like to call it life insurance. I just say like, different investment portfolios with your estate mm -hmm. because to me that's really what it is it's just like um these are not like this is not current like common conversation in our community so um that's kind of what pushed me to doing that i wanted to learn someone i met they were like hey you 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 speak really well like i think you would be good with this um i was actually my chiropractor shout out to my chiropractor um but like i was just kind of like I want to learn and once I knew like how much it costs I was just like this is like a this is like taking like a class like you know what I mean like I could be an a whether I work with the license or not um to me this was information that I needed to know Absolutely. um and that sparked a whole different now I'm like I want to do healthcare I want to do securities I want to do everything and I and because it, there's no re like I know a friend of ours actually um you know she always tells me the story about how she bought her house because her mom had her uh policy when she was like 14. Um, and because she was like 14, she's been paying the same premium, same amount for all this time. And then when she got to like a certain age, she was like, yeah, I had like $300,000, $400,000 to play with, bro. And I got a house. And then I flipped that into an investment property. And then she sold that one. And then she just bought, I call it a Montessori school. It looks like a freaking Montessori school is what she lives in. She lives in a school. Um, and that's her big old house. Like, but just through something that her mom was understanding of enough to do at a young age. So just information like that I try to provide. So I wouldn't say I'm not a financial advisor or anything like that, but I but um, you know, finances, investments, um, long term options, things like that is really what I try to just give people the information and do what you want. Absolutely. So that's one part of it. Um as far as just kind of empowering people to take care of their you know, uh and I should say this, um generational wealth Absolutely. that was my big thing everyone talks about generational wealth how do you actually start that it's true everyone says oh yeah i'm trying to establish this generational wealth but no one knows what it actually means or how to do it generation means something behind something you're leaving behind Absolutely. you have 40 dollars in your savings account you can't leave that <laughs> you can't you but what i've learned to explain to people is but what about you could still have that $40 in savings account, but your policy is like, you know what I mean? So and, and ways that you can convert things and all that stuff. So just again, it's just the information. So, um, you know, that was my big thing. Like as an artist, as a recording artist, where do you get a 401k? As a recording artist, where do you where do you you know what, what was going on was um, so my best friend lost her mother. And then not long after um, one of my you know, my little bro, I would call him, um, I never call him Little White, he was a lot. Um, but my bro, an artist, he passed away, huge to the community. And um, in that span of time, I watched a, um, a child bury their mother and then a mother bury their child. You see what I'm saying? So I don't ever want to see a GoFundMe again for anybody that I know, unless it's because we just feel like it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, a place of need. But I don't ever, ever in my life want to see anyone I care about while they're grieving try to figure out where to get money for anything. I never want to see that again. I never want to be a part of that again. And that is what, um, you know, not to be like dark about it, but I'm in the hip hop world. A lot of people are not living to their full age potential and, you know, people getting sick and stuff like that. And and also Caribbeans, we know how it goes. Like your mom gets sick, your dad gets sick, and now you're like working for the rest of your life to try to handle. And they just don't have the options. Absolutely. So um, that that's a big important thing outside of that. Um, 
outside of that, basically, I do, I said I was uh, certified in body contouring, so body work. I wouldn't say that I'm out here, like, you know, snatching everybody because it is a passion that I have for wellness, really. But um, coming from working in a salon, and, and I'm not a hairdresser at all, so I was helping with operations and things like that. Um, but getting into the front line of, like, the beauty industry and seeing, like, you know, it's not just about looking good. You, we understand the, the wellness yeah. of it, the health, like skin health, not like you have nice skin, but the health of your skin has to do with your body, has to do with your gut. Um, people who have, um, people who need to detox. So my mom had a bunch of like different um, mobility issues towards the end of her um, working and stuff like that. And, you know, if you can't move, you can't work out. So how do you deal with certain things if you can't? So just learning about like the body and just talking with women. I mean, at the end of the day, as an artist, and I always contribute all these branches to being an artist. People talk to me. Exactly. People like to talk exactly. to me. They feel like they know me. So, you know, I'm going to shows and women are not comfortable wearing certain things because they feel like this and that and a mm-hmm. third. And it was just like, I don't like to not help. If I keep hearing a problem, I don't like to not help. So um, my passion for that world really just came from... Um, me finding a detox that worked for me to just lose like belly weight and bloating and things like that and then i lost 25 pounds just doing a little bit of intermittent fasting and a little detoxing and that actually motivated me to start working out i was never a workout girl Mm -hmm. i'm not in that chase me that's how i'll run i'm not running just because like let's go to carnival like what you mean like you know i mean i was never into any of that but um but that really gave me that boost so just because i my own story like I was like I was empowered to try something I would never ever try just because I got that little extra extra push like if I see a little bit of results so that kind of led into that um also so I do have my food page a lot of people don't know so I'm gonna say it now team yum kitchen so that's actually my food page I don't have my name on it because y'all be asking me for food on you know what I'm um but I have also a passion for just the culinary arts for one but as we keep talking about social like Every business, we we meet at for lunch, we meet for dinner, mm-hmm. we meet for drinks, we meet for this, we meet for that. And through music, I've got to um, explore a lot of different food places, you know, going to Texas, going to New Orleans, mm-hmm. going to, you know, I mean, you get to enjoy all the foods. Um, but we don't necessarily take care of ourselves, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For all the fancy places that we went, that might have been the one thing we ate all day. Yeah. We're not eating breakfast, like we're skipping things. We need something it's- fast. And again, the things that are affecting the people around me and all my businesses are connected. If I'm not eating right, if I'm not taking care of my body right, it sets off other things. And as I started sharing more about them with people, that's when I started learning. Like these are these are interests, as we said earlier, like these are just interests of mine. But now I have to pour into them because I'm seeing that not only is it helping me, but like I didn't realize how many people it's because of the representation, right? They wouldn't do it. Like if I tell you to go try this, somebody else told you to try the same detox, but because I said I did it, you're like, girl, please here. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the with the uh, organization. One of my, uh, with Ram, like one of the uh, members that joined, I didn't even give him the brochure. I just said, he's cool. This is what's going on. And you you know, you have a lot of awareness and we can help you save costs. He was like, Dutch, if it's you, no problem. I'll send the money. I'm like, wait, don't send the money. Hold on. <laughs> Let me show you what we're doing. And then I got you like, um, you know, so, all those, all those things. I'm very passionate about um, pouring into them. I, I keep them at a realistic pace. Absolutely. I like to say I keep them at a realistic pace because music is always, always my number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always said like music for me is a real genuine thing. I'm not, I'm not out here telling a story that someone made up. Mm-hmm. So I'm living life, and when I feel like 
I have enough to share, like that's when I, you know, uh, um, start putting things out. So I have a lot of things in the works right now as far as being released. I've been stacking videos, stacking music. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I have a lot more to represent now. And, and I want to make sure that, you know, I boost up everything because it's it's warranted. I'm not a 17-year-old, 18-year-old girl trying to... And I always tell people, I never tried to convince anybody I could rap. My high school friends knew that. Yeah. Like, so that wasn't... At the lunch table. Yeah, it's all good. Like, I was... <laughs> we, we could freestyle outside. It's not a problem. Yeah. But but they also knew I was... School. That books. Was yeah, we didn't have... It wasn't a choice. So, yeah. So, finding, finding that, um, you know, entrepreneurship to me is really just giving yourself enough grace to know that you have a lot of things that you want to do, but also being realistic and, and structured enough to pace yourself at them. Because it, it, cause before I would have been like, I do this and this and this. The, mm-hmm. I call it the backslash syndrome. Mm-hmm. I'm a stylist slash this slash this mm-hmm. slash this. I'm a creative. Yes. And because I've been blessed to have structure and, and really execute things on a higher level than some might have, might have been able to, um, I'm, I'm, I can say that I'm an entrepreneur. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think something that we talked about a little bit before um, sitting down was the idea of community. Uh-huh. And the fact that entrepreneurship can be lonely. Ooh. Um, it really is a journey. I think that's unique to everybody. But the reality of the situation is that calling is coming from inside most of the time. I can't speak for everybody. Right. But I know that for me, it, it's coming from inside. Mm-hmm. It would be much easier if I just went to my nine to five and punched in and out and collected yeah. and spent that money doing whatever bill, paying whatever bills and spent my weekends relaxing, like not a much easier route. Yeah. But <laughs> the fact that you're choosing entrepreneurship is it's a challenge. It's usually something like I said, you're being drawn. Something internal is pulling you towards that. But it can get lonely because yeah. if you don't have that same mentality, if you don't have that same passion and drive. You don't understand on the yeah. outside looking in. I know I probably look insane because it's like, yeah, you don't like sleep. Yeah. I'm like relax. Like you don't want to just relax. for the- Yeah. But like you have to have your laptop here right now. Like, all, like, yeah, you have to bring your laptop to this dinner. But it's like yeah. I have things that need to get done. But it's it's a very lonely mm-hmm. existence. It is. Um. So I know that for me, it's been on my heart to really think about like what that community, what that network looks like. Mm hmm. Um, so there's definitely some things in the works in terms of building yeah. that community, not just from the perspective of like, we talked a little bit about the social aspect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost like a support group, like yeah. I'm going through it. I know you're going through it. Oh, yeah. Let's have that same lived experience. But e- the sharing of resources. Yes. The sharing of abilities. Like it's like you want to operate in your zone of genius. I don't necessarily want to think about some of those other things. Right. But like how right. can we barter and how can we leverage right. each other? And Girl, you are speaking my life. How can we how can we lean on one another? Yeah. How can we lift each other up? So that's definitely something yeah. that I know um we all kind of go through in terms of that entrepreneurship journey. Yeah. Whether it is like your number like it's your only thing or whether it's something that you're doing on the side. I think that we all have some similar lived experiences. Mm-hmm. There's definitely kind of an opportunity there, a gap there in right. of that ability to create that sense of community among entrepreneurs. I think mm-hmm. entrepreneurs in general, but I also have a soft spot for like young black entrepreneurs. Me too. And it's like, we're going through it. We're in the trenches. We're struggling together. We might as well yeah. come together and figure out how we can lift as we climb. Right. And build each other up. And that's when it matters the most when they're at that age of inspiration. Uh-huh. I always say like, you know, the world hasn't tainted them yet. Absolutely. And it's real though. It's true. You're still like not jaded by certain things. So it is hugely important. Um, one of the 
you said a lot of the things that I, so when I first came from school, I saw that there was a disconnect on um, some of the professional women. And then I guess that was my soul trying to find representation as mm -hmm. well. Like, but um, I wanted to create an, a network. So I did, I didn't, you know, officially go all the way with it, but my Black Roses group. So shout out my Black Roses that are still Black Roses. Mm -hmm. um, but our, our phrase was, you know, every petal has their purpose. So the idea was, um, you know, each one's each one in a sense, but every petal has their purpose. Like in the petals basically connect to each other in a puzzle form mm -hmm. where it is kind of like a barter system where like, all right, so within our network, we bartered with each other to increase our outside value. But of course, if someone else is coming and they want to, you know, we're just, it's kind of like an incubator in a sense of that. That's a word that I didn't know then, but you know, now it's like, essentially that's what it is. But I've, I've always said that like, uh, same thing I said, Phantom Gourmet, right? That was my idea. Like if someone's a black rose, then you know, you know she's official. Okay. She's not, yeah. it's not messy and nothing like you got to send a, when you got an issue, sending a black rose, like they're going to handle it. Everybody knows that they official when they handle it. But, um, but right. We, we, um, started doing a couple of things, started doing some social things. I would say that it didn't, I had to kind of step back from it because I realized that that's the thing with social groups sometimes. Um, if the social takes over or if the social is the forefront for certain people, then you're actually lacking the official business yeah. of it. Like if you're a makeup artist, you have to be a makeup artist like all year. Like if you're a, are you actually that if we're starting to bring business? So um, I knew that I needed to do my due diligence a little bit to kind of build out the structure to make people understand what the vision was. I used to call it like a professional sorority. Um, I, in college, like shout out to Penn State, like I had someone approach me and ask me to start the Delta chapter at my school. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I was just like, what? Me and like all them girls, it's crazy. Like, and I, and nothing in my mind would have made me even think that they thought I could even be in one, yeah. never mind lead it. Lead it. So I was very taken back by that. I know I always shout out to Gibran. Like I always think about that, like as an honor, like, wow, that's amazing. But um, but I but I kind of used that to phrase what I I mean uh, to kind of form what I what my vision was for it. Where certain groups there's like that level of um, you know that's my sis that's my sis, but you might not be real fits. And my thing was she's not my sister because we're women. That's what I was dealing with in a lot in music. Like what's up sis? What up sis? It's like no 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 no. <laughs> You have a big family, so we don't do that. <laughs> if you know my cousin, who's your mom? Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. So I say, like, you're my sis because I love you like that for what you've done. You can't just be my sis because we're both black. Yeah. You can't just be my sis because we both rap and we both have mm -hmm. vaginas. Like, that's not fair to anybody. It's not how it works. Like, and, and, and I used to be big on that. And I know that there's some girls that probably back then they hated my guts for it. But now they're like, wow, she really cared about me. Like, and I was like, no, I cared about you. Like. I'm not going to let anyone even ever discredit you mm -hmm. to make it seem like you piggybacked on me because that's going to aggravate me because yeah. you would do that to me if you would do it to someone Absolutely. else. So, so, you know, everything you said as far as like trying to create a network for women to have that space to be very honest about what they go through. You never know where, you know, we don't always have to have like a big kumbaya session. I think, again, it's, it's awareness and, and really seeing Absolutely. people. And I think that that's what, while there is a lot of... uh groups and things that we, we're, we're talking about it does exist in this space but i think that there's certain little fine tweaks that i yeah. i personally haven't seen Absolutely. yet where it's like we don't have to be like 
we're all sisters in this. No, it's like, it's okay. It's like, here's the sign. Here's the event. The people who come, come. The ones who don't. Because we respect that. Sometimes, sis, I don't even have it to explain why I'm not coming. I don't have it. No, I don't. It's not here. Absolutely. Please love me. (laughs) And understand that. It's real. It's real. It's real. That idea of giving grace. Grace. That's that's been my word for the past, like, year or two. But a lot of people don't know how to get. They don't know how to give grace because they've never got it. And that's very big because I talk about giving yourself grace. It starts at home. Yeah. Internally. That's at home. Um. And it really is. If you haven't ever been given that grace, if you haven't given yourself grace, yeah. how can I expect you to give it mm-hmm. to someone else? And we don't. I think as Caribbean kids, like, yeah. they're not allowed to give it. They're not, like, allowed to. If something in the Caribbean shift happens, they're not allowed to give us grace because their responsibility is to, the passion for making us the best, is it, it just overpowers it. And I think that where a lot of successful women benefit from that type of like not joe jackson mentality but i used to call it like you know get it right yeah. they, they, they benefit from it absolutely but there's a lot of internal healing that never That's gets very real. touched on and it's not until you're either with a significant other or when you get to that that age where your knees start hurting and a netflix starts looking like all you need to do and you just started crying for no reason and it's just like four in the afternoon and it's like what's wrong with me bro like I used to say, are these feelings? Yeah. Are they straight? Are they falling yeah. out of me? Yeah. Like, and that's usually what happens. And and I only say that to say, like, I would love to see a group of women that I and when I say I respect, I want to be very clear. I'm a hip hop girl, so I'm gonna talk about you know what I mean. But like, because you've done it, that does not we we come from that hard life. So you don't you, you gotta A, that's what you're yeah. supposed to do. We don't necessarily applaud for like the satisfactory. Yeah. But when I see someone that has a little extra oomph and a little extra, that is what inspires me. That intrigues me. I don't have to know anything about what you do. But if I see a woman like or a man, and don't get me wrong, it's not exclusive to yeah. women. I'm just saying we need a little bit more of that on the woman's side, um, black woman's side. Um, if we, you know, seeing someone that I'm just like, I like the way you move. Mm-hmm. That to me is just like that little kid that's sitting in that classroom and someone walks in and it's just like, yo, your outfit might make me listen to you. Absolutely. That's it. Just the fact that you said hi to us before you said hi to the teacher might make me listen to you. And I might remember that forever because that's someone who's in their moment, they're in their spirit and they're doing what they want to do, not what they think is supposed to happen. Like even when I do speaking engagements with kids, like I be sitting with them. Like I'll go in the. I'm like, so y'all gonna just have me stand up here like I'm some like, you know? What I mean, nah. We gonna sit in a circle because this is weird. Like I talk like that, and and I, you know, I get invited back. But um, but yeah, but there's definitely a need for a little structured camaraderie. It's the water fountain, you know? What I mean, everybody meet at the water fountain and talk about the day. Sure. We need a little portable one for everybody all all over the place. No, I like that. I like that visual because it's not something where it's super curated it's not a requirement mm-hmm. something that you do because you want to and you right. know there's that opportunity for that dialogue yes. and that kind of fellowship so i've definitely i've done a couple of events like that in the past um with different kind of spins on it mm-hmm. but definitely something i want to bring back so yes let you know please you can get plugged in and make sure that you're there and kind of build that network i love everything you do you already know that and <laughs> and even this like i feel like that's you know, what you're providing with this podcast, like people who are entrepreneurs and business minded people like this is not what they ask us to talk about unless that's the you know, it's just not what they ask us to talk about. They ask us to discuss the the realm of the blah, 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 blah. blah. And it's like, right. But like 
the people that I'm trying to help, that's not what they want to hear. So I already, you know, you, you've given me my flowers, but I need you to have yours as well because I applaud what you're doing. You're giving business people a space to be human, mm -hmm. um, to really talk about things. And then even the fact that it's not a bunch of people, it's just, it's just a conversation. Yeah. So it's not like there's that in the back of your head to make things sound perfect or make things sound because you're always representing all the things we're connected to. And, and I've seen other people that you've spoken with on here and I'm just like, yeah, this is, I'm sure that they all leave like, that was nice. Like, you know what I mean? So. I appreciate that. No, I think for me, it's very important to kind of peel back the layers. Yeah. Well, for me, being multifaceted is the wearing the different hats. And I talked about, you, talk, you talked about, like, not necessarily putting yourself in a box. But I think what's important to remember is that you're human first, you're a person first. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love the, like, what does being multifaceted mean? Mm -hmm. I'm a mom, I'm a sister, I'm a this, I'm a that. Because you are all of those things. Mm -hmm. Don't get to shut those things off because you're working in whatever your role is or right. because you're creative on stage or because you're a philanthropist. All of those things come together mm -hmm. to make you who you are. And I think that the beauty in walking in that and being authentically yourself in that is the interconnection of those things. Right. And the fact that because I am a daughter... Mm -hmm. I show up in this space. Yeah. Because I am a mother, right. I go hard in this space differently. Right. So I think it's very important to kind of peel back the, like, what's the polished presentation that you put forth usually? Mm -hmm. No, let's have a conversation. Let's have yeah. a conversation about how your childhood yeah. led to where you are now. And let's right. have a conversation about how those kind of challenges and all of those kind of helped you to become the woman that you are today. Yeah. I think that that's the reality of what happens behind the scenes is not necessarily what's on front street. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes we get to know people from mm -hmm. whether it's a social media presence or whatever, but that is absolutely a curated sampling of the highlight reel. Yeah. And there's so right. more that's happening kind of behind the scenes. And I think that again, that humanizing of the what's mm -hmm. behind the scenes, mm -hmm. because for me, if I'm living in the trenches, yeah, and I only see your super polished highlight reel, right, I can't relate to that. And I right. think that's a very big part of the beauty behind this idea of authenticity and showing up mm -hmm. authentically in the different spaces and places you're operating in, and kind of owning the fact that it's not always going to be picturesque, it's not going to yeah. be pretty, but it's real. Yeah. And I'm showing up. Yeah. That, and I think so that, that's very important to me. Mm -hmm. No, I, I'm, it's, it's so true. I've, I've, I'm just flashing back all the different conversations I've had with my team. Like there's been times where like I'm posting, you know, my photo shoots and I'm like, these pictures are so cute. You know what I mean? And then someone's like, yeah, but they're all perfect. So you, you want to show like some candidates and I'm like, oh, right. Because what I'm looking at and what you're looking at are two different things, but you're right. Like people want to, for the for the for the sleigh girls and the baddies, they love it. But for the girl that's like, girl, I will never. They wanna they don't care about any of that. So if I've been doing that, then they wanna see the me with the food on my yeah. face and the blah blah blah. And it's like and I used to kind of fight about it because I was just like, Yeah, I just wanna see everything. But connecting. That's it's about connecting. It's about the connect. It's about the connection. So I, I, I have a little bit more. That's why I tell them, I'm like, all right, I'll get cute now. I was like, cause I get it, because I don't ever want someone to think like because I'd rather be in my hoodie down and boots just because I'd rather do that doesn't mean that I'm a girl who won't yeah you know what I mean like I've had people say that and it's just like they're like oh you know she doesn't want to be I'm like first of all I'm a Haitian woman I can do whatever like I'm not even exactly <laughs> like first of all I'm not even really supposed to wear pants like I'm supposed to be in a skirt a dress like 
we're, we, we, we're supposed to look, bro, for church, you're supposed to, you know what I mean? So just all those things and, and just as, as we keep saying representation, getting to see people do it in different ways yeah. so that you don't have this, there's no template. So when there's no template, you can just create your own. If you always see some, even like, um, you know, I think of like Janelle Monet and like how like, you know, she's, she's out and about now because she's like showing her body. But I'm like, it's not even just her body. It's because she's stopped wearing the black and white. And that's really why I think everyone's like, but that that was a statement that was her work. And it was, if you know, like it was a, a, a homage to her parents and things like that. But like, same, like clothes even dictates so much. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So again, seeing people just looking like you, dressing like you, you know what I mean? Like you got the fresh, she got the fresh sneakers on right now. I know y'all don't see that. But um, but you know, but things like that, like it, it's it's very nice to see that the um, entrepreneur world and the hustler environment has changed so much. It, I think it was changing before, but it's fair to say it's it's, it's changed. There's a lot of new energy in it. Absolutely. And um, yeah, and I'm just all about just moving it forward. Mm -hmm. Really, definitely. All right, so we're gonna switch gears. We're gonna do the affirmation. Okay. So anybody that knows me knows that I'm very big on manifesting the life that you want for yourself. Um, and like you said, you've seen, you've been around for a while. So you know that I do my like morning, morning mindfulness. Yeah. Um, and for a really long time, it was just whatever. Like it was, I would think of certain statements mm -hmm. or I would come across them in like reading or whatever. Um I'm a very big vision board person. I have like a cork board with those like positive affirmations to myself. Mm -hmm. um, but the affirmation deck really came about because for me, it was a way to, again, like help others. Mm -hmm. So I know how much af um, the manifesting, the life I wanted really did play a part in kind of who I became. Um, but it, like I said, it was kind of a piecemeal thing and I struggled with it. So this idea of a tool, mm -hmm. a deck of cards, yeah. kind of has some of these sayings. And mm -hmm. I mean, it, there's a range in terms of the, the topics, but the idea that it's like a very ready-to-use list of prompts, you grab one, you kind of read it to yourself, internalize it, but then think about how it resonates with you and how it like relates back to who you are, or where you are. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the, the way the deck works. So I'm gonna have you pull a card. It's such a beautiful deck, Thank guys. <laughs> Thank and you. And the nails and the it's it's all there, guys. <laughs> the branding. It's all there, honey. <laughs> so I'm gonna have you pull a card. And then you can read it and tell me resonate. <laughs> that's usually that's usually the reaction. <laughs> that's usually the reaction. <laughs> so what does it say? <laughs> My thoughts, my desires, and my reality are coming into alignment. There you go. Yes. So what does that mean to you? <laughs> I know we talked about it. We talked what about this in, in, in specificity. Um, yes, they are. Um, it means uh, this to me is the definition of being present in your moment. Um, you can't see alignment until you are present in it to see where the dots connect. Um, for me... If anything, this is what I've been trying to do since like elementary schools, just being a, you know, a little weird and doing this and kind of just always going against the grain. You know what I mean? I'm chilling with the guys. I'm, I'm working with them, you know, we punch boys and we playing around and doing all these things. And it's just like I was always a little, little different. Um, 
but you just have this pull, like you said, this this spirit pull where you just feel like you you know where you're walking towards. You might not know what it is, but there's I have a passion for just exploration and and learning and and being um happy with the unknown and the uncertainties. So you know, my thoughts, my desires, and my reality are coming into alignment, I think is what happy means. Like, I don't think we know what happy, like, what is happy to us, really? Like, you're, you, because you, we were raised like, you you have food, you're healthy, you're this, you're that, you're, you should be happy. And it's like, when you're raised like that, you don't actually know what happiness is for you. And I would say this is happiness. This is the the thoughts, the desires, and, the, and my reality, because those things don't always they don't. add up. They're not always, you know, the things you wanted to do don't always add up. But the things that didn't happen the way you wanted to still giving you a blessing is what the alignment is and being able to to collect from that. So this is amazing that this is what I pulled. I think it's like, you know, I, I'm. do you remember them all? Like, do you remember? Is once I start reading, do you kind of remember them? Because like I, so there I've, I, I wrote them all. Right. That's what I figured. And I often will pull them and be like, oh, this is my favorite. Oh, this is my favorite. And it's like, they can't all be your favorite. There's 51 different sayings. They can't all be your favorite. But um, they are all my favorite. Yeah, because it really they're you. It's a it's a combination of things that I used to say to myself. So like during times that were tough, um, I would kind of talk myself through those times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that encouragement because oftentimes, like you said, you're kind of going through it on your own. Yeah. Um. So it was a lot of self encouragement, and it kind of taking the, that self encouragement and putting it on to, mm-hmm. putting it onto the cards and making it available to others. So yeah, this is even this. I mean, I feel like I manifested pulling this card because you said these words That's to me. Real. So it's it's like. That's why I was just like, word. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well with those nails, honey. Stop playing. But exactly like, but it, it, and and again, even this, this is my first time pulling from the card and I've wanted them. You know I've wanted them. And I was just like, and I almost feel like I was like, my energy has to be right to even receive them. And I don't even know if you know this, but I actually built my house because of you. Oh, really? Like, I actually officially, like, did it. Like, I, I always had my, like, candles and I had my certain things. But, like, I think one day, like, you showed yours and it was, like, the windowsill and the colors. And yeah, I was like, yeah, you know what? I got to do it. Like, I got to do it. And I did. And, and I don't have, so I didn't buy anything like that because I was just like, I know where I'm getting them from. Um, So even more that this is my first time seeing them and I pulled this card. And even this week and yeah. having it happen. And I and, and I, as you know, like, first off, for the record, I know it's not a big of a deal, but I hate being late. Like, I am, because I come from hip-hop where, like, they message a check if you're yeah. late. So once I learned that one time, I'm the one that's outside and I'm early. I'll wait for you. But um, I had a lot going on today and I had a lot going on this morning. So, But I was like, I'm not canceling. No, Absolutely not, not going to cancel because we've been trying to do this mm-hmm. for so long. So although, the, like... All this this alignment is a lot. This is like a triple, quadruple <laughs> situation here. So I'm very grateful for this. Definitely. And you're definitely very grateful. there for you. I know. I you get one takes in deck home. I'm excited. I'm so excited. I'm going to pull one too. Just round it out. Yes. And they're nice and smooth. They are. <laughs> a lot of work went into the finishes. I got sample cards. Yeah. That's what I'm, so listen, you know, that's what I'm, I'm, <laughs> So mine says, I give myself space to grow and learn. If I fail, I will fail forward. I am not afraid to be wrong. Ooh. That is um, a powerful one because I think we talked a little bit about this idea of striving for perfection yeah, and wanting it to be right, wanting it to be the right move, wanting it to be 
picturesque and it, we want it to look the right way and we want that from an optics perspective mm-hmm. um so that's very big and i am definitely guilty of kind of analysis paralysis almost where yeah me too. i don't want to <laughs> until i know it's going to be the right mold um so for me i i'm definitely this is something that i'm working through is this just understanding that progress mm-hmm. is important and like yeah do it to the best of your ability, I um kind of on the business side, there's this idea of a minimum viable product. Mm-hmm. So like it's not going to be the end all be all. We know that it's not our final release, mm-hmm. but we know that we need to get something out there yeah. so that we can kick the tires and figure out what works. Right, we'll Mark. And if you're not willing to get something out there, then you're not going to be able to feel test. It can exist in your mental and and this imagination state and idea form forever, but until you. T- are willing to kind yeah. of take a chance and step out and put something out. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to see what works and what doesn't work. Right. Um, so yeah. That willingness <laughs> to do something and do it, not necessarily the best, but do it. Get some kind of experience under your belt. Mm-hmm. Um, make mistakes. We make mistakes in a wise way where you kind of take stock of what worked and what didn't work and learn right. from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's important. And that's something that I'm definitely learning um, to come to terms with because it's not fun, but yeah, failing is never fun. Right. But when you know that it's for a purpose and you view it as a learning opportunity versus mm-hmm. a failure, I think that's how you kind of shift your mindset and right. um, are more willing to embrace that. Absolutely. You sound like the best music manager ever because every, every artist, as far as like the behind the scenes conversation for your soul, any artist that I talk to, no matter sign, not sign, that's what we talk about. Like, it's hard to like put things out knowing that there's so many things you want it to be perfect. And the analysis paralysis is it. I was just speaking with my friend, shout out to I 20. Um, but like, that's what we talk about all the time because of course he's a little older and he's already had industry success and he's trying to like help me and stuff like that. And like, that's what we talk about. Like, I'm like, well, this one's not ready because I got to shoot a visual. And he's like, well, mine's not ready because I got to get this mixed and it has to sound like this. And we both have our reasons as to why it needs to be perfect. But it doesn't matter until we get it out. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. So like, but but having that follow up and understanding like the vision and strategy, it is important because like you said, it's one thing to put it out. But did you actually go back and check it? Did you actually go back and look at your analytics? Did you actually see what grew, what didn't? Um, I'm actually going through a thing right now. Fun fact, um, I don't know if you've seen Nicki Minaj has been like premiering her new song that she's putting out. It's the same exact sample, the same exact sample of a song of mine that I put out last year. The same exact one. Like, I mean, like, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. So I'm now going through that where it's like, I feel like I need to do a whole new realm of branding and pushing it because people are going to think I did hers. And I'm like, I recorded mine in 2020. I put the video out last year. So, um, you know, to ride that wave, to also navigate through that where people are like, oh, she stole it. Oh, she didn't. No, that's crazy. We don't need any of that energy. That doesn't even make, it's not the point. Like, I'll just say that she was creative and I was creative. Shout out to me. But again, like having that space to, try things test things not take it personal try it move this like this like it, it's it's every thing it requires a lot it requires a lot of resilience um but it's definitely it's an it's necessary yeah it's necessary yeah otherwise you won't you won't actually move you won't actually make any progress right yeah yeah analysis paralysis is a thing <laughs> it is it is a thing 
All right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. Of course. I appreciate the time. I appreciate the conversation. Likewise. Oh, always a good time when we get together. Always. I don't remember much of the last time we were together, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I, re- I remember all the good things. I remember all the good things. I know I was in I was in fine form. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming and sitting down and talking to me. I'm glad that we were able to make this happen. I'm truly honored. Honestly, I've, I've been wanting to come for a long time. I love to see the growth. I'm a fan. I'm not. I, was, I tell people I don't get. I don't use that word a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because I got fans. What you mean? But I am a fan of what you do. I've always I've always loved you. Like you know that. Like I love how you move and everything. And I'm I'm I feel inspired and empowered as well to keep doing what I'm doing because I see the 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 pedigree of where we came from and and it's beautiful to see and I, and I think that you're doing amazing amazing work and I'm very happy to be here. For thank you. So, thank you very much. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode where we celebrate the superpower that is being multifaceted. If this resonates and feels like home, make sure to send it to a friend colleague, or someone close to you and write a review so we can continue to grow, connect, and celebrate. Until next time, continue showing up as your true self and taking up space.